Matt's scooting his seat up to get better presence. Brandon, I do have to tell you that people talk about how quiet you are. I probably need to scoot a little closer to the mic because we're gonna get cozy. Yeah, why don't you uh, a little, little powwow cozy and squeaky? Thick thighs save lives, my friend. <laughs> Welcome to the Bike Lab Podcast. I am Tony Stewart, owner of the Bike Lab. We have with us today Matt Lanier, Indeed. manager of Whole Shot Coffee, the best coffee in OKC by a considerable margin. And we have with us Brandon Jackson. Hey, everybody. Um, what was again? What's your business? What do you do? I fix faxes and printers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're also. We, we have single handedly morphed. His job description. This, as long as you aren't trying to get a water bottle from somebody or ride up on a ladder, your racing season will be. I feel. Perfect. I feel at home when I'm fixing the printers and faxes. It's That's it. Tossing you water, tossing water bottles. I don't know about that. This this is way off topic. Talking about ladders. Did you guys see the window washers today up at Devon? I did. That was no. Man, that's like Brandon's worst nightmare. That's like the world's <laughs> tallest ladder. I it's worse nightmare because if Brandon had been up there, not only would he have fallen down to the ground, but somehow a nuclear explosion would have happened. Mm, yeah. Like he would have just found a way. Yeah. To... But I wouldn't have broken any bones because I'm really good at falling and crashing, but not breaking anything. <laughs> that'd, that'd be the worst case scenario. Like no bone breaks, but everything else is just jello. <laughs> 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 it's like your oh, bones are a whisk <laughs> seeping out of my eyes. Well, that's a good ears. thought. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it's, we skipped a week. Because uh, we're just trying to catch our wind because it's going to get really good now with the podcast. That's right. Uh, we have an interview coming up. We do. Mr. Malott. I'm also trying to schedule interviews with three of the national podiums that our one-on-one clients achieved at Marathon Nationals. Now, B-Money won a race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron McDaniel, who's part of the Bike Lab Club, even though he's riding for LEL, won his race single speed. And then Des White, Kai Cordes, and Corey White all had podium finishes. And those are our three that are one-on-one clients. Kai is on the Orange Hill team. So uh, we're going to get some interviews with them just to hear about their story, their process, um, and everything else on the podcast. So you want to stay tuned, guys, because we actually have people that are much faster than us getting onto the podcast. <laughs> I'm glad we do these podcasts later in in the day because I feel like there's going to be beer involved in, in some of those interviews. Uh, well, yeah. Well, I, well, actually, right now, I actually have one of my favorite beers in the fridge just around the corner. Oof. But just one of them. You can't have any. So uh, we had uh, we went out to dinner the other night, and I had um, yeah. my first uh, Coop DNR. Well, so I ordered a DNR, and then I saw he had one. I'm like, oh, you like DNR too? He's like, I just got it because you got it. <laughs> I said, well, you tread carefully because the DNR is a 10% beer, and it will blow your hair back. It was delicious. It is delicious. I don't drink very often, maybe four or five times a year, but uh, it's splurged, and that well, was... If you jump on a DNR, it, it covers at least three of those. That was amazing. Yeah. So. Uh, speaking of great nutritional advice... Speaking uh, of beer. <laughs> and speaking of beer, today's episode is focused on best practices for how you should fuel or eat when off the bike. But before we get there, we have to each mention the thing we're geeking out about right now. Uh, I'm not prepared for this. I know you're not. Matt, are you prepared? I am so prepared. All right, Matt. What are you geeking out about right now? Well, I got a new toy. It's in the parking lot. It is... We've been trying to keep it inflated all day. I'm trying to keep it inflated. <laughs> no, so imagine your, uh, your sprinter 
conversion van. I got a van that's very similar, but it's about a third the size of a Sprinter. So I got this little mini car. That's kind of like me to you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it, it there's fits, a Tony version, fits, and then there's a Matt version. Fits me perfectly. Yeah. Um, just got that over the weekend, and we're going to be doing a little camper conversion on it. Did I see you, like, with a grinder in the back of that thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, this weekend, if the rain holds out, I'll be cutting a hole in the roof, putting a vent in. Be wiring up the battery, and then I'll start building out. So you've had the car for less than a week, and you're cutting a hole in the roof. Yeah. So proud of you, Matt. You should be. I am so proud. Uh, Cooper. Chris Cooper. He dropped off. The Chris Cooper. The Chris. Chris the Crash Cooper. Yes. He dropped off uh, wood, look, peel and stick, vinyl flooring, which is going in the van. Mm. So it's gonna have a wood Mm. looking floor, and it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be real nice. You guys are gonna be jealous. So that's what I'm pretty much devoting all my normal bike time to, so I'm not riding the bike anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for me, so I can keep up with you. Yeah, sure. And so you have time. I'm geeking out on... Uh-huh. I had the uh, Garmin Varia radar tail light for a while, and I commuted a lot. Uh, I haven't commuted much in the last 18 months, and so I gave it to my wife because she started riding. It tells you who's behind you, how many cars are behind you, their speed approaching, all that kind of stuff. But I've started commuting again. Because it's, I realized it was a big benefit to building fitness for me and my rhythm. So I have a new light on the way they've updated it. Instead of it being like this boxy side square, it's actually super sleek and arrow. Yep. Looks pretty good. I've seen it. Uh, it's neat because as cars approach, it actually blinks faster to get their attention. Mm. Um, and it shows you on your Garmin where those cars are at as they approach. Now, what's the Wahoo light system that does that, Brandon? Real quick. I have no idea. Is there not one? I don't think so. Oh, wow. I'm not 100% sure, but I think the Wahoo can link up to the Garmin. Lights? Like the little, yeah, like the little side. It can connect bigger, to the area? On the bigger Wahoo, it's got little side lights. Right. That I thought could sync up to it. I don't know. Well, I know it, the Garmin works. Totally I don't know if the Wahoo works, but I know the Garmin works with it. Who knows? But that's what I'm geeking out on is I'm getting a new tail light for when I'm commuting. What are you so anti-Wahoo for? I'm not. <laughs> I'm just pro-Garmin. <laughs> Being for things sometimes means you're not for the other thing. I understand. I'm not against Wahoo. Garmin works. It does. It works. All right, what are you geeking out about, Brandon? Oh, uh, I'll just give an update on my headphone, my geeky headphone. <laughs> I, I sent back the 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 geeky one, super geeky one, and Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trek. I, I got never the, saw it. You should have brought it in. It sure. was it was bad. It went like all the way down the side That's of my cool. face. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was not good. Uh, I was waiting for the Indian accent. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, I got the AirPods and um, oh. they're they're pretty nice. Um, yeah. I mean they're geeky too. But one of the, my favorite features is um, like I'll have both in and just have background music while I'm focusing on something mm-hmm. at work. And then someone walks into my office asking me a question, and I can take one out and it automatically pauses mm-hmm. whatever you're listening to, and you put it back in, and it, and it starts playing again. That's so. wild. So. It also cancels any and all women that might try to hit on you. I, I as soon agree. as they see it, not that. nearly as good as the Star Trek version. <laughs> Why do you think I got married? I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even saying that it was a problem before. I'm just saying you're eliminating. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, all right. Nutrition. Brandon hmm. Sagan wrote a book recently. Peter Sagan, the Peter Sagan. Yeah. Talking about his diet process off the bike. Okay. Did you read about that? I've read about things that he does post-race, immediately post-race, to replenish glycogen, but I, don't, I haven't heard about the book. 
Matt, have you heard about the book? I've read stories about the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically he just cut out, he went full vegan. And he, he went full vegan, like, he says Andre Greipel does too. Yeah. Hmm. So says he feels like when, he this, when did this book come out? Uh, probably a year ago. Yeah. Oh, did it? Okay. Yeah. Vegan. Yeah. The meatless entry, mm-hmm. as we call it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who calls it that. <laughs> Tony Stewart. Uh, Tony Stewart calls it that. Uh, pros. Lead us, I'm going to close this door. Lead us to some of the pros of eating vegan, Mr. Jackson, since you're our resident uh, vegan expert. Oh, uh, where to start? I, I think one of the big things about it is it's a low inflammation, low inflammatory diet. So that leads to faster recovery. So one of the things I noticed when I switched diets and I started training heavy was the noticeable change in in recovery. Um, You can just do super hard workouts and feel better um, the next day. Uh, I would say another um, byproduct of that is um, weight loss. I mean, if you it depends on the diet that you're eating before. So if you're eating like a paleo diet, which is typically low processed foods, and you switch to a full vegan diet, which is um, the healthy version of a vegan diet, which is a lot of whole foods, um, th- then you probably won't see it like a huge weight loss um, there. But if you're going from a standard American diet to vegan diet, you would typically see a pretty good weight loss. Mm. Um, so those are a couple of the benefits. Would you feel like being an e- a vegan endurance athlete feels like your part-time job is eating? Absolutely. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think that's unique to be the vegan diet, though. I mean, endurance athletes just eat. Right. Well, like a, a, literally, so a fat calories, of, uh, there's nine calories per gram of fat, four and a half to four for carb. Mm-hmm. So with a fat diet, fat-based diet, you literally eat half as much. Yep. Yeah. You have to focus more. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. And there's a lot of restaurants now that will cater to it. But like I just hinted at a minute ago, you can have a vegan diet and it be very um, lacking in nutrients and mm-hmm. very high in fat. And what you mean, mean like vegan cake? Isn't it healthy? Oreos are vegan, right? So it's like I'm going vegan. I know. I mean, that you can eat a, a lot of the stuff, and they have vegan ranch now. They have Burger e- King has an Impossible. Yeah, burger. Carl's Jr. Completely has, healthy. Has their Beyond. Yeah, super healthy. Yeah. I'm losing a lot of weight eating just no, those. It's, it's not. So I mean, you you can definitely eat an unhealthy vegan diet. So there, I think. So on the on the topic of non-inflammation, then. Uh huh. Keto, mm-hmm. which I hate. Because ketos to, I don't think the ketotonic state is really something that anyone other than triathletes should approach. Because regular bike racing, there's too much surging. So I'm going to back up and say fat-fueled okay. is low inflammation as well. Yep. But it's teaching your body to fuel off of fat, which can fill you, make you feel pretty low. and keeps you real even. How do you, how do you, and weight loss is... A potential with both. If you think it is the macronutrient mix, or is it really just proper portions and healthy sources? I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I think if you're eating 6,000 calories of vegan whole foods uh, every day, you're going to store some of that as, as fat. Agreed. Um, so I think it's a healthy balance. Um, so... 
I think you have to look at it. I think that's when you kind of transition into the training side of it mm. and like what's better for training mm. um, and how the macros fit in with that and like where they fall in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if you train in the morning, um, I would typically recommend um, higher carb rate, higher carbohydrate, lower uh, protein and fat um, to fuel those workouts and then recover from them. You would follow those up with more of the protein and the fat. Gotcha. Because uh, it takes longer to digest and it kind of slows things down a little bit if you're um, ingesting those earlier on. Well, Matt, you shared an article with us for a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, about a month or two ago. Yeah, Walk us through what, what they talked about on that. Yeah. So the idea is you don't have to be, and you shouldn't be, just fat fueled or just carb fueled, right? Your body goes through different needs depending on what the workout is and even just different times during the race. So being able to efficiently use fat is important for a bike racer. It's also important to be able to process carbs quickly whenever you need them. And that's so, what the, the, it was a nutritionist for professionals that was being interviewed in that podcast. Yeah, definitely. So, so the idea is fuel for that workout. Don't change your diet, right? So if you're doing a, a fasted fat-fueled ride you know, three days a week where you're just riding easy and you're, you're teaching your body how to process fat for that type of activity. But whenever you go out on Saturday or Sunday and you're going out to the local hammer fest, then do a little bit of carb loading for that and take on carbs during the ride so that your body can still efficiently process the carbs and you don't end up with gut rot whenever you try to carb load and that's I think an unintended year. thing that most people don't recognize is when they are in a traditional diet mm. or I would even say a traditional healthy endurance diet which was carb heavy and then keto or fat fueling has come out they switch to fat fueling and I've actually personally experienced this but then they get to the day of the event and they know they need to fuel with carbs for the event so they can mm-hmm. be sharper right yeah. and then your body just like a Wichita gravel grind for me I think that's what happened yeah is I've been eating fat fueled and then I had carbs that morning and was using the regular carbs I would use in the midst of a race environment, but my body was not used to carbs. Sure. It just couldn't process yeah. them. So what's important is your body is best at what you tell it to be best at, whether it's training or eating. Mm-hmm. And if you lean one way or the other, mm-hmm. you're intentionally neglecting a capability that your body needs. Yeah, you're, you're just handicapping yourself at that point, right? So you're, you're saying... You know, we, we have fat and we have carbs. That's our primary uh, energy sources that we can use as endurance athletes. And whenever you just, you know, take an axe to one of those and cut it off, you're just you're limiting your options and your body's ability to uptake carbs or fat whenever you need them. You know, because whenever we go out for a 100-mile race and 80 miles of it is at an endurance pace sitting in the pack, you know, you should be able to use fat for that. Well, if you're not using fat, you're using up the glycogen yeah, in your system, and the so then you're getting lower and lower and mm-hmm. lower. When it comes into the race, you don't have any punch. Yeah, definitely. On the other side of it, you know, you, if you're you, that same race, you need a punch to get over the hills. Well, or, you need a punch or even in that same race, if you've been carb. training fat fueled, and then you try to take in some carbs to help make sure you are sharp. Mm-hmm. You're going to have gut rot. You're going to have a lot of distress that happens, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to perform there as well. Yeah. I think... Um, uh, so the, uh, what I liked with that podcast, though, is that it was like third option. Mm-hmm. Because you see a lot of people say, well, should I be one standard carb-focused yeah. endurance athlete, vegan or not? Yeah. Because uh, vegan, it's hard to do fat-fueled. I think I guess you could do it. 
Yeah, well, there's. But a, you get pretty limited in your yeah, choices. Yeah, diet's naturally pretty carb heavy. Right. Yeah, I mean, at least you're eating avocados and almonds all the time. Right. Pretty much stuck there. Mm-hmm. Um, fat fueled um, is healthy. Uh, a little less standard endurance, unless you're full triathlete. Uh, ben Greenfield level of self experimentation. Sure. What I like is what the podcast revealed, which was third option, which mm-hmm. is why would you have your body only be good at one thing? It's like if you, all you trained was FTP yep. at a cadence of 65 yeah. on a trainer. <laughs> yeah, and I think like I think preparing for the event of the day, what you want to be doing is if your event, your big event for the year is at 8 a.m. in the morning and if you can do your training at 8 a.m. in the morning and prepare fueling for the training. That actually rides, makes a big difference. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Huge. Yeah, making your training as as tailored towards your key events. Right, so eating should possible. be the same. Mm-hmm. Like you should be training and fueling uh, for the event that you're mm-hmm. kind of going So for. then we start to find that as you see your workouts in the week, you can kind of organize how you'll fuel. So if you have longer endurance and you know you're not going to be doing high spikes... You can either be more fat-fueled or fasted and then fueled because fasted rides will naturally burn fat and then fuel after. So you don't have to go into a bunch of fat-fueled eating Mm -hmm. like the vegan example with Brandon. I know you experiment with some intermittent fasting as well, which we'll get into at some point. Um, But if you have a super intense day, you just fuel more with carbs. Yeah, take some carbs off. Like throughout the day. Yeah, the hard part is like when I get up at 5.15 and go and do... 90 minutes of intervals, mm-hmm. VO2, I'm waking up and um, I try not to eat a ton before I go to bed, you know, and right. so I'm waking up pretty hungry. I try and fail up. at that. Yeah. That's that's a very personal thing, I think, for, for the rider and for you. I mean, if you're going to do those early morning workouts, but you can't wake up and you can't fuel properly, whether the night before or the morning of, then you shouldn't you need to find a different time to do those intervals. I would like, that's just not going to work out for to. you. I would love to. <laughs> but you've made it work for you. Yeah, I figured, you I figured it away. I mean, I, I hit a banana and then a gel mm-hmm. usually, and, then, and that gets me enough to get through 90 minutes. If mm-hmm. I do anything longer than 90 minutes, it's I, mm-hmm. I'd struggle pretty hard. So. Yeah. Well, that, I think that it's important to see that there is some strategy to it, but what I like is... Most of the diets that come out that are fads swing you one side or the other, right? They're saying, get rid of this completely. And all they're really doing is trying to find a new way for you to eat less calories. So you lose Mm -hmm. weight. They're not necessarily effective ways to fuel endurance performance. But if you're choosing healthy options and taking care of proportions, as active as you are in an endurance sport, you should lose weight. So if you're not losing weight, it's either the quality of your food is food is poor mm-hmm. or you're eating too much so that's essentially it in your in your experiences when you've gotten switched between fat fueled and then some carbohydrate stuff um, obviously the calorie density is one of the big differences between the two which you just mentioned mm-hmm. so would the fiber and or the calorie density the volume of food that you're eating on a more plant side um, would it did you feel fuller when you ate a, a bigger meal that would have been maybe equal in calories? I think it's I think genetics plays into how full we feel around certain things. When I eat on carb days, I feel like I can't get full. Yeah. I just, I mean, maybe it's not as good a quality. I don't know the reason, but I have a hard time ever feeling full. My What would be examples of that? Do you, do you have, do you remember? 
No. Yeah. No. I, I, um, for me personally, a slow carb mm. or a fat fueled um, baseline is what I operate best at. That's most doable. That I feel even. Yeah. So where I, for me, it's not so much feeling full as it is identifying the difference between I want to eat or my body needs calories. And I take the word hungry out of it. Yeah. And when I'm carb centric, I'm just eating endlessly. Yeah. With yeah. the food that I'm taking in. So some of those pictures you'll see floating around on Instagram and, and stuff is like the, the difference in calorie density in your stomach and volume. Mm -hmm. And like there's the, the pictures where it's a picture of your stomach and the bottom part of it is filled, you know, like a quarter of the way with oil. And then the rest of it is filled with like potatoes and broccoli and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And they're implying that your stomach is full of volume of vegetables. Mm -hmm. um, and that would make you feel satiated, basically. I know when I eat plants, yeah, I feel better, period. Yeah. Just period. So even in fat-fueled, you can still have as much broccoli and celery. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I, I, so what I've always done is really not more fat-fueled. I kind of do a slow-carb paleo sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I say that. I eat vegetable soup and a can of pinto beans for lunch every day at the shop Yeah. because it's easy because yeah. I don't have time at my shop. Wholesome would be great if I had 45 minutes to fix it, um, but the busyness we have here and the busyness I have with four kids in three different schools is uh, I don't have time to even, honestly, getting my laundry done is a challenge. So I try to get the right macros in place uh, best I can. A lot of my diet is centered around starches, and it would be um, rice, pasta, um, and potatoes mm. a majority of the time. Um, and then like uh, oatmeal would yeah. be another one. But in uh, general, I find if I'm not going to bed feeling hungry, that I've overeaten. Yeah. For the day. Yeah. Yeah. If I go, if I go to bed and I feel stuffed, then I've I've failed. The problem with the way that I do that is that. The rice and the pasta are pretty calorie dense, mm -hmm. especially like white rice and white pasta, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can get in trouble there as far as overeating on calories. But like I find that why does it gotta always be white with you? Why can't it be brown pasta or brown rice? I mean, I've tried it. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. All right. Um, I still like you, Renee. <laughs> uh, but potatoes are so filling. It seems like that's kind of been my go-to, especially sweet potatoes. Mm. They seem to. So where would well. Jim Beam fall into this? <laughs> Is that cherry on the top? We need to have a whole podcast around does alcohol hurt your like ability to lose weight and perform or not? Because beers are such a part of the process for people after rides. Yeah. It's delicious. It'll just be me and you because Matt won't talk. Well, Matt, you've had beer before. Like one time, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have cleaned up, so to say. So to say. Uh, even before recent developments. Yeah. Yeah. So. <sighs> Matt, your degree is in nutrition. Yeah. Uh, so you're well, actually the well only, you've talked the, the least, but you're the most qualified person <laughs> Here's here. Here's the thing. So I got my degree in nutrition dietetics. One of the number, like, I would say top five things I learned. One of them in there is to never talk to anybody about nutrition that you don't, like, really mm. want to get in deep with, right? Mm. But I, I'm a big believer that anything can fit into a healthy diet. A slice of cake, fine, we can fit that into a healthy diet. You know, a late night beer or... Bourbon. You, you know, some bourbon. Or a bourbon. Or whatever 
If it's Bobby Snyder, it's an old fashioned with this perfected round ice cube. Oh yep. What, He's whatever, way in, dude. Whatever you want to eat, whatever is your kryptonite, so to speak, can fit into a healthy diet. So, personally, I've taken up a diet that I've termed being vegan, <laughs> vaguely vegan, which is a plant focused. It's like vegan. Yeah, it's like but vegan, with dairy, but with meat. That's because dairy, uh, lean meat, red meats, whatever you want, can fit into a healthy diet. It's all about moderation, right? So I don't, whenever I have my breakfast in the morning, it's not with a 16-ounce glass of whole milk, right? It might be like a small little cappuccino or something from the coffee shop. Right, yeah. that that fits fine into a healthy diet because you're not overdoing. I think that's part. I think you just identified something that I have never clicked with me before. Is that to be a good endurance athlete, you can't do it with moderation. To be a good endurance athlete, you've got to be fairly obsessed. Mm-hmm. To want to put in eight to sixteen hours on the bike. But, but your diet can scale. Diet, if, diet if can do, scale. If you do no hours on the bike and you have a healthy diet, you can scale that to doing you know, 15 hours on the bike by eating the same diet, just more of, more yeah. maybe more carb, maybe some more fat and protein to keep you full. My issue with a super high carb diet is, yeah, I feel full whenever I eat it, but an hour down the road, I, I feel hungry again because fat and protein is what keeps you satiated, right? So as opposed to doing like an 80-10-10 split, carbs, protein, fat, doing like a 50-40-10, of carbs to uh, healthy uh, fats, healthy protein. fats and proteins is going to keep you. It's going to fill you up during the meal, and it's going to keep you satiated for three or four hours to, you know, make it to your peanut butter and banana snack at three o'clock or whatever it is. Oh my! Right? So it you can fit anything into a healthy diet with moderation, with control, and. I think that's where the, my problem is—is is like the control. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I'm, 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 ex- I'm great at doing things. I'm not great at not doing things. Right. And I'm so like, I can eat any of those diets. I'm just going to eat a lot of all of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> also, funny story. As a, uh, as a newly crowned, crowned. type one diabetic, I am s- like straight addicted to sugar. Right. As an endurance athlete, I think a lot of us are just sugar fiends. And I'm definitely one of those. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can pound some sugar. And if I fall into that trap, then, then I, you know, I feel sluggish on the bike. What is important is using some control and using some willpower to follow a healthy, moderate, vegan diet. <laughs> so, in the sense of control and moderation, because uh, we're getting we're network to our time. There's a book out called Atomic Habits. Mm-hmm. And at first when you read it, you think, oh yeah, like 21 days, new habit, whatever. He dives into the patterns of how we choose what we choose and even the cascading effect. Do you remember the grocery example that he gives about trying to lose weight? I don't specifically, he but... Sa- he says that if you go into a grocery store and you keep buying bad stuff... One of the things is like basically a pattern interrupt is to go to a different grocery store. Yeah. That way everything's new mm-hmm. and then you're seeing things through a different lens. Or starting a different side of the store. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, when it comes to the 
the bad patterns that you try to avoid that you can't stop repeating, then it's actually not the thing you might need to replace. It's the pattern that got you there. Because mm-hmm. your body and your brain and your whole neurological system loves highly repeatable patterns. Mm-hmm. And that's where you just find yourself sitting with an uh, empty bag of veggie chips and four bourbons and watching The Badlands on Netflix. Did this vegan. happen recently? I don't sound vegan. <laughs> <laughs> veggie <laughs> chips are the healthiest chip. We all know that. I we just, all know that. I, I just like the colors. They're, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an assortment. <laughs> it's crunchy, delicious. They're zero calories. Carrots are crunchy. They're tr- that's true. Carrots are crunchy. I can't deny that. But they're not as good as a. They are not. A, a, a they miss the sea salt for sure. Yeah, so that is the Bike Lab Performance Podcast. As you have questions about nutrition, Matt and Brandon are probably the people you should talk to. <laughs> the added benefit of one-on-one coaching in our associate program is that you get one of these studs to walk you through not just your training, but they actually know how to fuel your system. Uh, really well so it'd be good for you to connect in that way Uh, but again as you have questions as you have interests uh, that we can answer for you send them in and make sure you pay attention because we're recording some really cool interviews with folks that have made it to national championship and national podium status and I think you guys are going to learn a lot and have a really cool conversation with uh, what you see come out of that so there goes one of them Desiree Uh, so thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time any parting words fellas Mm. nope eat sweet (laughs) potatoes eat sweet potatoes have a vaguely vegan diet (laughs) sweet potatoes are life and veggie chips are the healthiest chip (laughs) and we're out see you guys see ya